fantastic newscast. Thank you, sir. Maybe your best ever. And thank you very much. And happy Sunday after Thanksgiving. Happy Sunday after Thanksgiving to you, too. Andy, happy Thanksgiving Sunday after whatever he just said. Happy Sunday after Thanksgiving to you. And happy Sunday after Thanksgiving, Andy. Well, thank you. Right back at you. You can uh, give your fake greetings also also to Elton Jim uh, Toronto. <laughs> and happy Sunday after Thanksgiving, Elton. Happy Sunday after Elton. Thanksgiving to Elton you both, here. Andy I, and, uh, and Schwann. I invited uh, Elton Jim to be here last week so we could recap our spectacular uh, show at Tree Time. The raves are still coming in. But he was too busy. Well. Oh, I was. I was. He chose Elton John over, over <laughs> us Dean. for some reason. Boy, oh boy! Did you do the recap? Yeah. Yeah. How did that go? <laughs> <laughs> was it as fun as the show? <laughs> it was as fun as these first couple of minutes of the show. Yeah, right now. <laughs> but uh, I want to. I want to start the show off with something that uh, Elton Jim and I both noticed this morning. We stopped by the uh, newsroom to say hello. To Just to warm up the troops. Yeah. Say, say hi to Andy and Schwanny. I've and only been here since four this morning. So. We like to. We all like to uh, grasp hands and say a few words of inspiration. <laughs> a kumbaya moment. Yeah. yeah. Before each show, we do some we, uh, affirmatives. Yeah. And uh, we noticed Schwanny on Schwanny's. Uh, what is that? A, ja- it's a, it's a, a jacket you're wearing? He's a got fleece. a fleece jacket. He's got a velour. Fleece. Is it a velour? This is my official newsroom fleece jacket. Members only. Uh, from nineteen <laughs> from nineteen fifty six only that he would be pretty wouldn't be able to fit in but here's what we notice that you still have the sticker on it that says I voted I keep forgetting to take it off it's like it's like he's got a backstage pass from like a concert he went to seven right. months ago it's all it's like it's all bent frayed well and- it's bent like you know when you when the sticker part of the sticker unstick gets unsticky it's flapping over yeah was that your your Humphrey vote. <laughs> from 68 or what? what? I like Ike. <laughs> I don't even remember. Was there an election recently? He was very big on Aurelia Pachinski. <laughs> no, Roman. <laughs> he voted for Roman. Well, Swanee, I'd like you to leave that. I'm just curious how long it's going to stay on there by itself. I, originally, I was going to say, take the no, down, take it no. off. Now you off. have to do a, an now, update every I, week. I just want to, if there's a way we could put a time-lapse camera on it. <laughs> so people to can see go to. see how more frayed it can become. Yeah, so people can go to the website and take a look at Schwanny's <laughs> I Voted sticker. Here, that, right here. Because you can't you can see I, it right now. It'll be interesting to see, like, so what's the next part that's going to get old and, and unsticky? The top part, the bottom, because the side right now is kind of flapped over there. <laughs> I'm betting on the top. <laughs> it is dirt. Oh, it's ripped. I told you. That's what I'm saying. It's ripped. Well, oh my goodness. Just go to WGNRadio.com and <laughs> click on Schwanny's I Voted sticker cam. <laughs> oh, a separate a separate cam. Yeah, I want a time lapse of a uh, camera on it at all times. So. And what's even worse, he voted for Darren Bailey. So he didn't even. <laughs> He didn't even get a winner. What does that mean? No, I mean, you know, he was all proud. Political. Don't get political here. No, I'm just saying he didn't get a winner. <laughs> Great. All right. We'll let the hate mail be in. <laughs> oh, what sad news. We start off today's show with the death of singer, songwriter, Academy Award winner, Irene Cara, who... Not only had this as one of her greatest hits, Flashdance, Oh What a Feeling, a 
but also the theme song from the uh, movie Fame. Well, she lied then because she said she was going to live forever. Her memory lives on forever. Ah, her memory lives on forever. Uh, this recording we're listening to, by the way, from the TV show Solid Gold. Oh. Remember that back oh, in the day? Marilyn McCoo. Marilyn McCoo. Andy Gibb. Andy Gibb, who then passed away. I think, while he, I think one of the reasons he fell into a depression was because he kept missing Because he was on the show. Yeah, well, yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> and then, wasn't, was Denny Terrio on that later? That was, was Dance Fever. Oh, Dance Fever, dance right. Fever. These yeah. are some pretty classic shows. But but this was uh, this is when a song was a song right here. I love this song. Doesn't it just make you want to sit under a chair and dump water on your head? I watched the video. <laughs> I watched the video from... We could recreate that if you want, the, <laughs> Save it for next year's Tree Time show. Uh, and that was actress Jennifer Beals. Right. Uh, in who? Uh, Although I don't believe it was her. You remember the big controversy that that was actually a model? who did that scene. It was not Jennifer Beale who did that. They made a big... Because the woman who did that became such an iconic scene and such an uh, an iconic uh, image. And then this woman who was the body double or whatever, she said, hey... That's me. And she was trying to cut a career yeah. out of being the one who was in the chair when yeah. the water dumped yeah, out. Yeah, it worked out really great for yeah. her, too. <laughs> and who's Jennifer Beale now, right? Right. Well, I mean, she's around still working. But uh, anyway, the sad the sad news about Irene Carroll, they have not released the cause of death. Uh, the family has not released it uh, yet. She was only 63 years old. Uh, and, uh, you know, we were just remembering some of, of course, she was in, uh, she she won an Academy Award for co-writing that song. Oh, Fla- she co-wrote Dance. that? Yeah. With Giorgio Moroder, remember? Oh, the, yeah, he was the big disco like, guy. The big disco dude. Yeah. Uh, she got two Grammy, nom- two Grammy Awards for Flashdance, nominated for two Grammy Awards for uh, Fame, but she was also in the touring production of Jesus Christ Superstar. She's, I mean, she's had a pretty decent career. And uh, people like John Leguizamo this morning on social media saying, uh, if it wasn't for Irene Cara, I never would have thought that a Latino could make it on a big scale. Really? That, he, that she inspired him to say, I can go on to do bigger and better things. Hmm. So, Well, she did have a good run because those two songs came out fairly yeah. you know early by, 80s yeah but almost you know on the back of each other early so, 80s, yeah. Yeah. so uh our uh i was just sad about uh all of that that's why i have my black armband last uh last week we kind of recapped the uh, tree time show but uh, since you're you're here you were on your elton john tour yeah uh, i was to see the final shows in los angeles yeah. but we we had a blast didn't we we had a blast at, that was uh, so fun we had so I mean, much fun this year i've heard so many positive things i think uh you gotta have eddie back eddie carosa the polka band yeah just eddie carosa jr yep we missed andy or you did yeah. i was i was here in spirit well you were there in voice because yeah. we heard you for that hour we weren't on yeah that was uh <laughs> andy, hanging out with happen ob andy yeah. is uh, swimming with bigger fish oh sure uh, these days well you know so he uh you know he's he's upwardly mobile yeah he saw. He saw a chance. Can't blame him. He's a married man now. Right. Yeah, so got to put. Got to look out for the future. Got to put food it's on the table. You know? Yeah, that's right. right. 
Uh, we did miss Andy at, yeah. at the broadcast, but uh, we we had a blast. We, we didn't eat anything in your honor, like weird. Well, thank you, crickets or pickles or whatever. Because <laughs> I would have I would have sensed it from here. <laughs> you would have gotten you would have gotten a gag reflex. Yes, exactly. <laughs> many miles away. Uh, but Elton Jim was at the final three Elton John shows. Uh, in North America, uh, in Los Angeles last weekend. That's why he couldn't join us uh, last week. And what it, I'm sure, uh, spectacular. Uh, well, I thought it was adorable that some people even asked if I was going. Are you going? I'm like, <laughs> I've been to 200 and some shows, and I'm not going to go to the last three in the United I'm States. I'm surprised you went to all three, though. Really? I thought maybe you would just go to the last one. No, no, you got to go to all three. <laughs> because actually, each show, while it was the same... Was different, you know. They they filmed they, the last one was on Disney Plus, right? But they did film all three, and I think they were doing that for continuity standpoint because he wore the same outfits each night, so that if they so they have alternate uh, yeah, takes film, and stuff like clip. that. So so you were at the shows then where Kiki D yeah Ki- came oh that was yeah that was and, the last and did Don't Go Breaking My Heart which was really cool. Uh, who else did he do? Yeah, he had Dua Lipa, uh, Oompa Loompa, Dua Lipa, Dua Lipa, Dua Lipa. and uh, they they did the song the current hit the current uh, Cold Heart together, Cold Heart and then uh, Brandy Carlile came yeah. out and sang um, Don't Go uh, Don't, uh, don't the Let the Sun Go, go Down, down. I mean, kind of doing that du- duet that he did some years later what was the number one hit with um, George. George Michael. Michael. She yeah. kind of did that. She had a really nice outfit. It was kind of Dodger-ish. Mm. And I don't know if you saw any pictures, but what was really cool was he certainly can't fit into the sequined Dodger uniform that he yeah. made. I noticed a he robe. had a very flowing bathrobe. Yeah, and, and it was so funny because, you know, when you sit on a chair with a robe, you know, you have to make sure that you... Everything's covered. Well, no, like when, but then you get hunched. If you don't push it out a little, then you get kind of stuck because it gets tight. Yeah. Well, he didn't do that. Oh. So then he's sitting there, and then it opens. Oh, jeez. Now he's trying to. Oh, jeez. Yeah, and it just like looked like your grandpa, like going, "What the hell is going on?" <laughs> well, yeah, well. But it was cool. I mean, it was it was a nice little throwback, uh, you know, to that that sequin Bob Mackie famous yeah uh, yeah well, but uh, it was really a fun I show had a nice time Dodger Stadium oh yeah it can't, was can't and they, that and I think it's it's streaming still right on oh yeah it's, you can Plus. watch it on Disney Plus. and they had yeah. 30 cameras two drones yeah. and a helicopter now uh is the one that's on Disney Plus is that the one where he gives you a no, personal shout no out? I got a shout out on Saturday that's why you go to all three indeed to get the shout <laughs> to out. To get the shout out, you know. But, uh, but yeah, I had my little sign. and uh, What do the signs say? It just says, concert number. Don't leave me. <laughs> and then my name. Now what will I do with my spare time? I, when, when the last show was done, I was down in the front with a couple of diehard fans that I've met around the country. And that's exactly, I looked at them and I said, now what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> now he does have more shows. I mean, those are the last U.S. shows. Europe and Australia. Yeah, he's going to Australia in January. Have and you ever goes... seen him in another country? Oh yeah, I've been. I've seen him. I've seen him in. I went this summer. I saw him in. I've seen him in, in England several times. And then uh, I went. I went to Prague. Oh, in one time and saw him in Prague. Yeah. Has he ever actually thanked you for putting the uh, uh, in-ground pool at his house? <laughs> oh yeah, he said. I put in quite a few uh, yeah, different wings, quite a few dollars yeah, in no Elton question. John Enterprises. But it was very cool. I mean, he um, he was very uh, you know uh, emotional on the last show, especially uh, because and it was and it was very fitting because not only did he do these historic shows in 1975 at Dodger Stadium, which were historic because at the time in 75. 
rock stars, you know, the Beatles played the, the outdoor stadiums because they were that big. But Elton was the first musical act. I mean, now we see people at baseball stadiums and in football stadiums all the time. But back in 75, they were certainly filling up arenas, but not outdoor stadiums like that. And and so what was so historic about those shows at Dodger Stadium was he fill, he had two sold-out shows, and he was the first act to play Dodger Stadium since the Beatles in 1966. Mm-hmm. So that was a big thing. And he played 110,000 people. Right. And he, in 1975, he was, he was, that was really his pinnacle year. He had, you know, number one albums and number one singles, Philadelphia Freedom and, right. and all that stuff. Um, but was, so it was kind of neat about this, not only playing there again to end his things, but L.A. is where he got his real stardom. He, was it the Troubadour? The Troubadour, which is still the there. The nightclub on, a, on, this, uh, on Santa Monica yeah, Boulevard. Yeah, it's uh, in West Hollywood. And it's Next still, to one of my favorite restaurants. Dantana's. There. Dantana's Italian restaurant. Yeah. 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 And um and so uh it was kind of nice because that is where he he played he was unknown walked in there blew the house and got yeah. this great uh, LA Times review and then his life was never the same. So yeah, it was I saw uh, the movie Rocket Man. I'm familiar. Oh, that's true. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. familiar. But it was very cool to be there. There were people from there were there was people from Australia there. I mean, if you were an Elton John fan of any measure you were at one of those Dodger Stadium shows because that really and they, don't forget these were supposed to be the end of the tour, but because of COVID, so these would have would have had even more impact. Yeah. But it was really cool, and, uh, and yeah, it was oh, nice. Good. He gave me the little shout out, and so very nice, yeah, very nice. Did he uh, did he say anything like, "Hey, uh, you work with Schwanny"? What? <laughs> how do I get on this far flung forecast? <laughs> and why does he still have his "I voted" sticker on? Did he? <laughs> did he? <laughs> Did he mention anything about Schwanny uh, no, at all at the last no. concert? We'll take a break and get to that coming up We're next. Chicago's very own WGN. Captain Fantastic Schwan. <laughs> Dave, I voted Schwan. Thank you very much, Uncle Dean. <laughs> Folks, get out your compasses and protractors because I believe we are going just about as far away as we have ever gone. On Putting far the far flung, in far flung Very, forecast. very far. Oh, wow. We are going to a city called Anfa, Morocco. Hmm. Ah. Anfa, Morocco, which is a city that has probably been around for 3,000 years. No kidding. It was used as a port city by the Phoenicians and the Romans. But somewhere, oh, maybe about 1,500 years ago or so, the city of Anfa became a better known name, Casablanca. And Ah. we bring up Casablanca because 80 years ago yesterday, The film Casablanca, starring Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman, was released. And I've got an audio clip of that final scene, which is one of the great scenes of all time. It's an audio far-flung forecast. In motion pictures. Humphrey Bogart as Rick, of course, and Ingrid Bergman as Ilsa. But what about us? We'll always have Paris. We didn't have, we, we lost it until you came to Casablanca. We got it back last night. I said I would never leave you. And you never will. But I've got a job to do, too. Where I'm going, you can't follow. What I've got to do, you can't be any part of. Those I'm no good at being noble, but it doesn't take much to see that the problems of three little people don't amount to a hill of beans in this crazy world. Someday you'll understand that. Now, now. He's looking at you, kid. Oh. 
<laughs> yeah, that's a great scene, Boy. but it's no bones at all. <laughs> Dean's, Dean's no. list F. <laughs> Casablanca, Morocco. That movie would have been much better if someone had eaten somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> if he would have eaten the visas. Casablanca, play cannibals. It. Play it again, Sam. You played it for her, you play it for me, or I'll eat your hand. <laughs> yeah, eat the piano. Eat Dooley Wilson's hands as he's playing the piano. <laughs> there he is. Of all There's- the gin joints in all the towns in all the world. Comes into mind. She walks into mind. Do you have uh, Do you have the very end with? Uh, I don't with... know why I want to do Edward G. Robinson with it. Okay, yeah, yeah. See, you played it for her. You played it for me. See, yeah. Do you have him with Louis with, uh, with with yeah. Claude Rains at the very end? I I saw that. I don't have that handy oh. here, but the oh, final line. Darn. This is the beginning of a beautiful, beautiful friendship. friendship. Yeah. Casablanca yeah. is seven hours ahead of us. It is four eighteteen. There are four thirty. <laughs> oh, four eighteen. Now we're giving time zones. <laughs> sunny skies and seventy. <laughs> Train connections come to gate number 35. Oh, the holiday feeling is spreading around Chicago. 9.38, and this is Dean Richards Sunday morning. Uh, joining us, uh, always a nice treat when we have Dr. Robert Murphy joining us, professor of infectious diseases, Northwestern University Feinberg's School of Medicine. Happy holiday weekend to you, Dr. Murphy. Nice to talk to you. Yes, uh, happy holiday to you. So, um, it seems like everywhere you turn right now, everybody has uh, got some kind of respiratory uh, deal going on. Lots of people have the good old-fashioned flu, uh, and uh, even uh, we're, we're having some bouts of COVID right now. Uh, what What are you seeing? What What kinds of uh, you know types of uh, people are are coming in with ailments right now? Well, yeah, you, you hit the, the nail on the head there. Um, and we expect this every winter to have an increase in respiratory infections. I mean, this is just happens. The flu comes right about now. It came six weeks early. But this is much more of a crisis uh, than previous years. And so why is that? Uh, it's really, it's a couple of reasons. One is you have on top of flu and respiratory syncytial virus, which we call RSV, you have COVID. COVID wasn't around before. So that's just like an add-on. But there's a couple other factors uh, that are going on. One is that the staffing at the hospitals is way off. It's way down. 500,000 healthcare workers quit in September alone. Wow. One one in five medical doctors are going to quit in the next two years. They can't take it anymore. Uh, And so you put the staffing together with the the regular infections, plus add COVID on top of that, and then kind of the the uh, the unusual thing, or something people generally don't think about, is that because of COVID in 20 and 21, you know, when people were mitigating, everybody was wearing a mask. Those right. other infections went way down. Right. Remember, there was hardly any flu in 2020. No or, one was you getting, know, like nobody was getting a cold. Nobody was. Nobody getting, was getting a cold. All the so nobody got any immunity from all of the infections that were there, especially kids. And uh, and so that, on top of everything else, those three things are driving this crisis. Wow. So uh, so what do we do about the hospital shortages then? Uh, you know, if people well, if if people you know need to go to the hospital for emergencies, obviously, but does that mean that e- elective issues, uh, you know, mammograms, you know, things things like that are 
uh, you know, going to go unchecked now because there are fewer people to take care of patients? Well, the uh, things are going to be tight. Uh, and in some places, uh, uh, elective procedures have been canceled uh, because the staff is just too busy taking care of all these people with the respiratory uh, infections. Mm. This is particularly true in pediatrics because the uh, the um, capacity in pediatrics is, of course, much less uh, than in adults, um, a smaller sort of group anyway, and uh, and they just can't keep up. Wow. So what do people do then if they need to? Is this uh, where the immediate health care offices uh, come in handy, where people can at least see someone? Uh, Presumably someone, right? Things aren't completely hopeless. Let's 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 start there. But each one of those points I brought up really has a different way to improve things. Uh, The number one thing that people can do is get your flu vaccine and take your COVID booster. That is going to be the biggest thing that uh, we can do. The second thing is, if you're sick, don't go out in the public. Don't mix with people, even your own family, um, you know, while you're feeling sick. You've got to isolate yourself or at least wear a mask when you go out and uh, just be careful. I mean, this is just common sense. Yeah. Uh, okay. That that uh, you know definitely makes sense because this time of year, especially right when people right, are yeah. going to holiday parties, they're getting together. You know, in many cases, people haven't been with their families for right. uh, Thanksgiving, for Christmas, for office parties. All that's been canceled the last few years, and this year right. people are doing it again. Maybe not such a mm-hmm. good idea. I know five people in the last week and a half that came down with COVID. In oh the last yeah, week no. and a half. And the the reporting for COVID is is crazy because you know the home test most people are getting are diagnosing themselves at home, and none of that gets reported. Hmm. All those people that you said just got infected most most likely none of that even got reported in the statistics. The statistics do report everybody that goes in the hospital and everybody who dies. And those numbers for COVID, they're there. They're not really spiking yet, but they expect that spike. If it's anything like the last two years, will happen in very late December or early January. Yeah, let's get to some calls for Dr. Robert Murphy. 312-981-7200 is our phone number. 381-981-7200 is our text line. And this is Jim on the line. Hi, you're on WGN. Good morning, everybody. Hey, hey Doc, uh, what, what kind of a coverage are we seeing with the since we've got a perfect match with COVID vaccine, we've got a perfect match with the flu vaccine, which should give us, uh, what, a 90% coverage on this and, and very little breakthrough if people would just get vaccinated? Uh, so the vaccines are not 100%. However, they definitely help. And you have to look at it in terms of the public health approach. Even if a vaccine works 50%, that has a huge impact in the population at large. And the flu vaccines are approximately 50% effective. Um, The COVID vaccines uh, are very effective in keeping people out of the hospital. So they prevent more serious disease uh, than infections. So, but if you take, if you take, if you're up to date on your vaccines, that's the biggest thing that we can do uh, as a community to slow this thing down. Where are you? So we've got match, we've got actual matches here. Excuse me, Dean. I'm sorry. No, I, I we've actual matches here with the with the what's going on in the flu world with with two out of the 
two out, uh, two out of the four things that are in our flu vaccine this year match what's going on. We have a direct match with the Omicron. We got to be better than fifty percent. Uh, that's <laughs> that's a really good point. Um, and what is happening now because of COVID and all the emphasis on respiratory infections and the new vaccines, the mRNA vaccines, they are now looking at different technologies. The current flu vaccine technology is 30 to 40 years old. Uh, it's an old, old-fashioned vaccine. Uh, and so newer vaccines are being developed as we speak. So, you know, that's going to help a lot. Appreciate your call, Jim. Thank you very much. Uh, Doctor, how are we comparing with other countries? I know during the worst of uh, COVID, we were constantly looking at what was happening in Israel and other countries that Mm -hmm. seemed like they were handling things a little better, honestly, than we were. How are we comparing right now with other parts of the the world? Yeah, uh, that's a a good point. Um, Other parts of the world are also having an uptick in all these infections for many for the same reasons. However, the United States, in terms of vaccination rate for COVID, which is accounting for a lot of this, as you mentioned, is comes in basically last uh, of our high-income uh, large country partners. We're 20 out of 20 of the top 20 uh, countries. And then if you look at the top 10 states, with the, with the, the 10 top states with the highest vaccination rate, they kind of do like every, every all the other big countries, European countries and Japan, Australia, New Zealand. But the bottom 10 states um, are about 50 percent vaccinated and they're doing, of course, the worst. So, you know, that's how this whole thing plays out. The United States, of course, is so so big and so diverse and heterogeneous that, uh, you know, you've got parts of the country that are doing much worse than other parts. Let's take a quick break. We'll come right back with Dr. Robert Murphy from Northwestern and your phone calls uh, and questions for him, 312-981-7200. Dr. Robert Murphy, uh, professor of infectious diseases, Northwestern University Feinberg School of Medicine on the line with us. And uh, interestingly, after all this time, uh, a very basic question, Dr. Murphy. Uh, Here is uh, somebody saying, uh, good morning, Dr. Murphy. When ought to when ought we be wearing masks? Now you think that we would know that after these three years, but at this stage of the game, when when should we be wearing our masks? Well, with the crisis that's going on now, we should be wearing a mask in any crowded indoor um, situation. We should be wearing it on buses and trains. We should be wearing it on airplanes, and you can do this. You see people on the subway, you know, about maybe 10% of people wearing masks. Why isn't it 80 or 90%? Um, Same thing with the airplanes and the airports. I mean, the airports, um, I came into O'Hare a couple weeks ago. You know, I I think less than 5% of people were wearing a mask. And we're all crammed in the room trying to get through immigration. I mean, that is just, you know an accident waiting to yeah as i as i like to now call it the world's largest petri dish (laughs) (laughs) if you want to get exposed to like a couple thousand people who just came in from everywhere around right (laughs) right right Right. vaccinistan coming from yeah Yeah. all kinds Well, we wore it on the plane to la for four hours i'm sorry but that's what you do 
I mean, I wasn't going to. Yeah, it's just you not. A, do it. It's I mean, just not a big deal. I noticed. I noticed in Chicago anyway that people are people that are wearing a mask uh, are not being harassed. Um, they're just people. Just let them do it. There should be more people wearing a mask, though. And people who are ill, like I mentioned before, should be isolating at home if at all possible. Yeah, I mean that's. Uh, I, I think that's a, a pretty important uh, point. Uh, and people don't. They're like, oh, I've got things to do. I'm so busy. It's like, that's... Mm-hmm. that's well, the message has been so mixed over the last year. And where politicized. It, politicized. And, right. and, you know, the president said it was over, and then it wasn't. And then, I mean, the, yeah, head, of the, the head of the CDC got it twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and Dr. Murphy, don't you think that there is, uh, you know, there's a, a perception that if you get a vaccine, that you are immune from it? That's not what the vaccine is, Right. Well, no, you are immune, but the immunity you have may not be enough to prevent an infection. Most likely, it's just going to prevent getting serious disease. So, you know, it's it's kind of a change in our thinking in terms of vaccine for COVID anyway. Yeah. But for flu, too, you know, you know, having some immunity to flu is better than no immunity to flu. That's for sure. Yeah. If I test positive, should I call my doctor or should I just wait it out? Positive for COVID or positive? Yeah, for, for COVID. COVID. Should I call my doctor or should I just wait and yeah. let it? Well, you should. You should call your doctor because you may be eligible for even more protection by taking the drug Paxlovid. It's a it's a pill drug. The pharmacist can give it out even without a doctor's order at this particular point. It works very well whether you're vaccinated or not. Uh, up to date on your boosters, and probably most of the people up there are not up to date on their boosters. This is a, a, a national fact. Um, so you should call your doctor because if you're eligible for the packs of it, the doctor can uh, uh, you know, tell you how to take it and where to go and whatever. This is Kelly on with Dr. Robert Murphy at 312-981-7200. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Dean. Thank you so much for taking my call. I'm going to Vegas on Tuesday. Now, I'm concerned about the mask wearing. Of course, well, I'm, of course, I'm vaccinated five times, you know, three boosters Good. already. Um, but uh, I remember back in the beginning when uh, COVID came out, we were wearing masks because we were keeping our germs to ourselves. And so I was protecting you. You were protecting me. But if I'm the only one wearing the mask, isn't, aren't the germs from the other folks going through my mask and getting into me? Um, no, this is a very practical question, and I appreciate you asking it. If you wear a mask, you do get some protection. The, the virus in the little droplet that it's in gets clogged up in that little blue mask that you're wearing. If you're wearing the N95 mask, it's even better, but those are tough to wear mm-hmm. all the time. Now, mm-hmm. if the other, per, other people wearing a mask, you get, like, double protection because, you know, right. it's, uh, everybody's uh, masking, uh, so you can't get the virus out of one person, and it's harder to get into the other person. But just right. you wearing a mask is going to give you some protection. Okay. Yeah, maybe double mask okay. it. That might help. Uh, also, well, double masking is uh, very reasonable. Yeah. That's not a joke. No, yeah. two masks are better than one. Good luck, mm-hmm. uh, oh. Kelly, and win lots of money when you go to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Robert Murphy, always a pleasure to talk with you from Northwestern uh, Feinberg School of Medicine. Hope you have a great Sunday, Dr. Murphy. Happy holiday season to you. Great. You too. Happy holidays. Since we have uh, just a mini show today, you want to go Christmas caroling when we get done with the show? Why, sure. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. I only sing Christmas carols now as Jimmy Durante. (laughs) (laughs) Now Frosty was a snowman.
That's my new. <laughs> that's my new song style. That was when you did that. That, was, that I have to say that was so inspired. I, people, if they don't know, for the hour that we were off at Tree Time while they were doing the Hamp and Ob show, we were entertain the crowd with karaoke did you explain on, the fa- story? on facebook live yeah on yeah. face and that's right it's on facebook yeah. live and so i decided to do my impersonation of jimmy durani singing frosty the snowman right. from the famous from the famous cartoon yeah. you know and um so i'm doing that thing you know and frosty the snowman was a jolly happy so so it was it was fun and uh so then dean goes next and he's all serious and he says uh, <laughs> do we have um Yesterday, by the Beatles, he's asking the engineer. He says, "Because I'd like to do a uh, a special rendition." <laughs> and I'm looking at Dean like, "Oh, I mean, listen to his voice. I mean, he looks like he's really gonna like I'm gonna do a serious song. He's gonna pull out some like he must do this at home for the family or thing." <laughs> and all of a sudden, he goes, "Yesterday, <laughs> all my troubles seem so far away." <laughs> That was, was a last-minute decision. Oh, man, that was so was great. Now, now my question was, were you paying <laughs> homage to me or mocking me? Mocking you. Okay, good. <laughs> I figured as much. Yeah, I was mocking you. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of the three bears. <clears throat> we were. Uh, well, well you, you just mentioned it. But, Andy, uh, no Justin Fields today, huh? Yeah, it doesn't look like it. Uh, I think it's the right move, uh, personally. The guy has had uh, the separated shoulder with some partially torn ligaments he's been dealing with since the Atlanta game, the very last drive of the game. And, uh, yeah, he was in practice, but he wasn't really doing a whole lot. And at 3-8, and eight, you know, I would say, listen, don't don't uh, tempt the fates don't here. Push it. How right? about for our, yeah. I mean, do you think do you think they they put him down for the rest of the season? No, I don't. No? I I, th- I think what they should do, and of course they won't listen to me, and I'll run this by Hamp and Ob as well. But they should sit him out next week against Green Bay, and then there's the bye week, so he basically gets three weeks off, uh, missing two games, and then would come back for the game after the bye. Okay. But that's you know, I mean that that's common sense, and I know that. Listen, there's a lot of people that want them to tank to that, so they get the number one pick. Hmm. Uh, I think that might have been the, the thought process going into this whole thing. But those guys are competitors. They want to win no matter what. And I'm sure that uh, Justin Fields will, will lobby hard for not missing the rest of the year. More on the Andy Mazur show featuring <laughs> Hamp and OB. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, Andy cowls, cowls, cowls in the background, cowers every, in the background. Every time I say that, Andy goes into the fetal position. I love when I when they're screaming, all of a sudden you hear Andy go, that the, the next break are brought to you break. by. Yeah. It, it, it got, it got, they got so worked up last week against Atlanta in the first game one. show that my that dad was, uh, was listening on the app in Florida and texted me. Are you okay? Yeah, <laughs> you can hear his voice, like 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 stammering. Like I'm afraid to even say anything. It's all coming up at eleven o'clock. Stick around. That's, that's the Bob Newhart theme right there. I love this. Ten thirteen, Dean Richards. Take off the holiday season. This is uh, my favorite version of this. Is Donny Hathaway? Yeah. This is CeeLo uh, Green. Oh, really? Oh. Narls Barkley. Narls Barkley. <laughs> That's correct. I'm up with the with the with the uh, the, the, the oh, music from the 2015, the 1990s. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I'm up with the with the new sounds. Uh, I'm enjoying seeing the holiday decorations. I put up my tree yesterday. We've had our stuff up since November 9th. Of course you have. <laughs> of course you have.
Um, but there was a rule. I didn't let anybody outside world know until the day, until we came home from Thanksgiving dinner. Then I turned the outside lights and opened the windows. Nobody knew. Outside, think, it still looked Thanksgiving. Yeah, you think, Inside, winter wonderland. You think a lot of people are wondering what's... Well, I, now that I think of it, probably in your neighborhood, a lot of people are wondering what's going on <laughs> inside the Jim Toronto house. Oh, when they see... Like, when I walk out, they're like, oh, there's that guy. There's that guy. <laughs> there's the guy with we've, the brooch. We've heard about him. Oh, yes, I should say... The festive pin has made its official um, of debut on my uh, on my uh, lapel of my coat. Of course it has. <laughs> of course it has. Uh, yeah. So you know, everyone's getting into the holiday spirit. Uh, we are over at WGN TV with uh, our two Bozo specials that we ran on Thanksgiving. Uh, Bozo Circus the nineteen sixties and Bozo Circus the nineteen seventies. Really fun to watch. I mean, you know. I'm I'm in them. I've seen them before. <laughs> you made them. We made them. We made them. <laughs> it's your show. But uh, I really enjoy watching oh, them. I, funny. Watching Bob Bell and uh, oh, uh, Roy Brown so and Marshall Brodeen. Uh, the the 1960s shows featured Don Sandberg, Sandy, who was just a genius. Sandy, just an absolute genius. Never talked. Mr. Ned Nalock holds the whole thing together. It was always fun when you watch the 60s and the 70s one, then back to back and see um, Ned's weight loss and gain, <laughs> his fluctuating weight. Well, you know, he's a man. Just he, like, he filled out the uh, he a, filled out that little coat. He's a human being, just like everyone else this time of year. Uh, so we ran those on Thanksgiving, but our uh, 18, I cannot oh. believe that today will be the 18th year that we've run uh, Bozo Gar and Ray WGN TV Classics, the two-hour special that highlights three of the most popular children's television programs of all time. That's your Sergeant Pepper. Bozo Circus. That show is your Sergeant Pepper. Uh, <laughs> It is. I think Victory Auto Records might <laughs> well, be that, my that's true. Yeah. Uh, Bozo Circus, Garfield Goose and Friends, and Ray Rayner and his friends. Uh, three... Everybody had friends. Well, <laughs> except you. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, uh, are were just the, the best. Diver Dan, like all these classic shows that we grew well, up. Clutch with. Cargo. I mean, come Clutch, on. Clutch Cargo is uh, included. Fun. You know, and people people have said, well, what about people who didn't grow up in Chicago, or people who are too young to have seen those shows? We I hear from people all the time. I was just gonna say, because over the past eighteen years, people have said, my kids love watching these shows. My grandchildren are mesmerized watching these shows. They've never seen children's programming right. like this before. There's nothing because like everything that. is like bang, 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 so fast and furious uh, now. And these shows just kind of they they they, they let them breathe, uh, and it's just kind of delightful. Plus, in addition, uh, included in the special today is uh, Hard Rock Coco and Joe, Susie Snowflake, and Frosty Frosty's the Snowman. Now Frosty was a snowman. <laughs> Uh, all that's all part of the uh, the uh, special presentation that'll be at three o'clock today on WGN TV. Uh, in addition to WGN TV, you also can watch it on our new WGN Plus app Uh-oh. on Roku, Amazon Fire TV, and Apple TV. Wow! And it also will be streaming at wgntv.com slash live. And also on the WGN News mobile app. 
Oh my gosh! So plenty of ways. You are multi-platform. I am multi-platform. <laughs> wow! I am multi-platform today. And that, well, you know, because a lot of people, they, you know, they grew up in yeah. Chicago. They don't live here anymore. They live somewhere else. And uh, you know, we wanted to make sure that as many people could see it as possible. So, do you know? Do you ever know if there's people who are never from Chicago who never saw it in other cities who had then come upon it have you ever gotten any kind of feedback because i wonder how it plays to somebody who didn't grow up with it i think in another city people can grow uh, people you know they had some kind of children's show that they grew up with or even a bozo so or a bozo but not like ours no nothing was like our our bozo show bob (laughs) Bob bell just you i'm sorry you cannot beat bob bell he's just the greatest and joey dioria also you know he was bozo for 17 years uh also uh who was great Joey Dioria. He was that for that long? Yeah. The show was on for 40 years. But he did it that long? Yeah. So Bob Bell did it for how long? Then? Uh, 20-something, whatever. But wow, Joey Dior did it for 17 years. Yeah. I never. I always thought of him as kind of like the last, you know, like a, a the last five. Four or five years. Yeah. No, 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 much longer than that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, three, three to five o'clock Central Time today. Uh, Bozo, right after the bear game. Right. Bozo, <laughs> go, go watch those clowns yeah. and then come watch our clowns. Uh, Bozo, Gar, and Ray, WGN TV Classics. Uh, and yeah. if you ever want to laugh, just stay tuned to that show and wait for the Goldilocks skit. Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Oh. Classic. <laughs> it's Laughing classic. at it just now thinking about it. It's just... <laughs> It's classic. Oh, you can't. You, it's impossible not to cry when you watch it. <laughs> Three guys just totally having fun. Not even they, they're not even like they're on television. They're just making cracks. Well, and, you know, Bob Bell said in one of his final oh, in one of his final interviews, God. he said, "We're not here." In his voice, "We're not here to teach ABCs. Right. We're not here. We're just here to have some fun. And if it works out today, great. And if it doesn't," We'll try it again tomorrow. Oh, and I dare you not to cry at the very end of the show when the new Bozo meets Bob Bell. Yeah. Oh, that's a great moment. I literally tear up every time I see it. Three o'clock today on my favorite TV station. We call it WGN Television. WGN. Talking about musicals, I was um, I was watching. A lot, a lot of people have been catching the uh, the brand new musical Spirited. With Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell, that's yeah. on uh, Apple TV Plus right now, and enjoying it. It's it's a it's the Christmas Carol story uh, adapted musically. It's kind of fun. It's like watching musical theater. Is it? Uh, is Will? Does Will Ferrell sing? Uh, yes, and oh. so does Ryan Reynolds, and so does Octavia Spencer. Oh, all, wow. all out of their comfort zones, yeah. and it's kind of it's fun. You know, it's irreverent. It's a little bit yeah. different. Not as irreverent. As the Christmas movie that's going to be opening uh, this coming Friday, I saw, I saw a thing for it on the on the highway. I think Violent Night. They got Santa sitting like with this sinister look on his face. Santa is like Bruce Willis, in, yeah, in the Die Hard movies. <laughs> yeah, I saw the I saw the billboard on the way in today. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's nice. Why is Santa? Have you noticed the John Hamm commercial where Sant where he plays Santa? And then there's another Santa. Santa's like wearing smoking jackets now. <laughs> I, I, I don't know when he became stylish. He's got this nice beard that's kind of grayish. Yeah, you're the only one still wearing the same Santa suit for the last 40 years. 
Maybe I ought to think about I taking know. that thing to the cleaners. For no, a, that would ruin the a few uh, minutes. That would ruin the ambiance of yeah. the of the of the garment. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyway, it's, uh, you know, people have been watching that. I saw uh, a little bit of "It's a Wonderful Life." They had the marathon. I taped it. Some yeah. uh, one of the channels was doing a big marathon. Yeah. E. I like to watch it on uh, Christmas Eve. So do I. I, I started because that's where you it. always watched it, right? I started watching. It's like I can't. Yeah. I don't want to watch it now. No, it's too early. I don't want to watch it now. It's too early. Uh, but we are going to have some. It's a wonderful life fun coming up in just a few minutes. Have you ever seen the production of It's a Wonderful Life live in Chicago? No, I've done it. I was I was Mr. Potter about fifteen years ago. It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, in the but a stage play, not not a not a musical or not the radio play, well, an actual play. Yeah, this is a pr- production that they've been doing for twenty one years, uh, that is staged like uh, old time radio version. Yeah, yeah. Of, uh, but it's the you know it's the story that we all know. It's a Wonderful Life, uh, and uh, they they do a terrific job. And uh, some of the cast is going to be coming in, as they've been doing it. I'll bet they've been coming here for about 20 years. Wow. Uh, and uh, performing the show, uh, you know, portions of the show here uh, in studio. So we'll uh, we'll have some fun with that coming up after uh, 1030. Uh, the uh, production of A Christmas Carol at the Goodman opens this week. I mean, all the holiday shows are... Well, now we're in full swing. <clears throat> we're, we're are beginning to uh, kick in. So we're lucky to have uh, all of these things uh, going on here. and that's been going on at the goodman for how many years 40 at least yeah maybe i'm yeah. Getting, i'm just taking a wild guess i'm gonna say something like that i remember going to see it uh as a kid but a uh, teenager 20 year old maybe really coming down it was a big deal to come yeah. downtown and to go see a show i was surprised how early the um like the marshall well not marshall marshall fields right <laughs> the macy's horns were up on state street i came down to see uh, bono at uh, at the chicago theater on like november 8th and they were already up the mm. whole state street was already right all lit up with the lights and the horns were on macy's i was like wow yeah i thought i was early yeah i gotta <laughs> say I, I think macy's has pretty much held up the they've done a good job the holiday tradition the windows are you yeah know, it's still I, I don't know if anyone's interested to i don't do people i mean to your point we used to come it downtown we to dr- see the windows we, you, you would get dressed up oh it downtown. was a huge yeah you went to dinner i mean it was a right. whole day Maybe or you a go lunch. see a movie yeah at one of the downtown theaters was a big deal but you definitely made a it was a, it was a, a tradition and a you walk you walk past the you know the windows at Mar- marshall fields then yeah right uh and got to enjoy it i wonder if uh i, I guess families uh, still do it well i've gone to new york several times around this time and in, in december actually went last last year and w- there that is a big deal at the macy's down you know like in, in uh in Herald Square, yeah. there. That's still those windows are still a big deal, and they're very elaborate. Yeah, I don't know. As, I don't know if they're as elaborate down here as they are in New York, but it, that's still a tradition there. It seems, but I mean, I didn't really see anybody lined up on the windows when I was there. You know, a couple yeah, of weeks ago. Well, I mean, just you know, kids are so I know much it's, more sophisticated now and on their phones and you know, creating their own digital worlds uh, you know is, is it worth seeing yeah this little doll that just moves like three inches one way or the other and kind of waves at you i mean <laughs> mechanical doll what were those figures what were those uh, little characters that Fred, yeah was Fields? it like freddie we could look that someone can google that they were like little creepy they, they were very creepy but they were cool what are those things they were the names yeah i can't remember now don't remember swanee don't you remember 
I'm trying to think. I was going to say, though, uh, last Wednesday afternoon when it was so nice out, uh, a lot of people out downtown had a pretty good crowd around uh, Macy's. Around oh, they did? Well, that's good. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. That's good to hear. Uh, anyway, let's. Uh, we're going to get a little break for the news, and then when we come back, we'll have some fun with the cast of It's a Wonderful Life live in Chicago. All coming up next. Well, look at that. It's 1036 already. This is Dean Richards. Sunday morning on WGN, Elton Jim Toronto is here. Should I be calling you something different now that you are? Well, you know, in in the uh, in my thespian, I've got many things that I call you behind your yeah, back. I know. But <laughs> but when my thespian career, I go as James. Oh James! James. Oh yeah, there's James a whole Toronto? thing. Oh yeah, like not in the a program, middle initial says, or middle name or anything? no, just James. James. I go as James. James Toronto. This was for your uh, production. Of who's afraid of Virginia most recently, Woolf. right? Yeah, yeah. Broadwayworld.com nominated. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> I think anybody can get nominated. But at least it's nice. Well, it's a good thing you're here then, because as we get into our theater segment uh, today, uh, with our pals uh, with American Blues Theater uh, presenting, I can't believe it, the 21st annual production of "It's a Wonderful Life, Chicago." Uh, I, I'm guessing maybe for most of those 21 years, uh, the cast has come by, and come by the uh, show and performed some of the scenes and done some of the songs. And uh, Michael Mahler is the musical director of the show, the announcer on the show. You are the most senior member of this gr- of the group. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I that think, that right? happened somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> to, know. Bo- to both of us. <laughs> so are you Freddie Fillmore? Yeah. Uh, that. Is that the name of the character? Is that what you use or no? The, for the announcer? Yeah. Oh, I just go by Michael Mahler the oh, uh, 11th. I've been, oh, adding, okay. <laughs> I've been adding a year every year I've been on stage, okay. yeah. so now it's up to the 11th. Yeah. yeah. Introduce uh, the, the cast members who you have brought with you here Oh, today. yes. It's a Wonderful Life, starring Dara Cameron, <laughs> Brandon Dahlquist, and Audrey Billings. Hello. Nice to have you all here with us. Uh, we uh Mary Bailey, right? George and George and Mary Bailey uh, yep. with us yep. today and Violet. Yes, among uh, others. In, in, yes. Of we, among other characters. Well, we bring yes. I don't ever have counted, but I think I have at least 8 or 9 wow. characters. And, <laughs> yeah. Yes. I would think that would be kind of fun though. Oh, it's super it? fun. Yeah. Yes. And we add, you know, we Mike writes original jingles each year for different companies or restaurants or who sponsor the show so yeah. this year we we added a jingle for um a restaurant right next door to the chopin theater where we are so i get to be a little boy also that was added to my <laughs> well, it's worth the price of admission yeah. right there. <laughs> just, just for the commercial yep. yes. yeah 100%. Well, this is all staged no reason for any reason go for those <laughs> this is uh, all staged like an old-fashioned uh, uh radio show right yeah, the exactly. 1940s 1940s yeah. radio mm-hmm. show so uh, you know, it makes sense that there are commercials. Uh, yeah, we take commercial breaks, and yeah. there's jingles, and we do sound effects with a foley artist, just like uh, back in the day they would have done. Right, it's really yeah. fun. You can come for the for the great story, and you can come to see the radio play happen in front of your eyes. It's a neat uh, experience. Well, they brought the sound effects to your studio. They, yeah, well, they, we brought yeah. we brought one of them. But, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to give it away. Save it. Wait until the scene. What we do with the tin can? Wait until the scene. Well, maybe Mike, you can. Do you have a favorite commercial that? 
you do? Uh, in, uh, you know, in, Dean, I wrote one for you a couple of years ago. Do you, you remember did? that? Well, we were, we were talking about this during the break that Mike was the final guest that we had on the show <laughs> right. before the pandemic. Mike came oh, here. So it's his fault. And the whole <laughs> yeah, world sorry. shut down after Mike. <laughs> sorry, everybody. Yeah, after Mike I'll be was going. Here. But he wrote it. Leave he, him wanting more. He wrote, <laughs> he wrote a jingle for our show here. Yeah, that's right. It was... Uh, Who do you choose for theater reviews? Hollywood news and celeb interviews. Sundays at 9, weekday mornings till 10. Watch Dean Richards on WGN. Well, that. Now, why don't you use that? <laughs> He's too expensive. That was a big copyright there, I we think. We need money first. <laughs> That's right. Exactly right. Uh, and you gave me a lyric sheet. You sent me a lyric, autographed lyric, lyric sheet. <laughs> That's right. It'd be worth do- dozens of dollars. <laughs> it's on auction at Julian's right, right now. Yeah. When either you die or I die, <laughs> right. that price is going to go That's right. way, way, way up there. <laughs> so now, Mike, who's next uh, seniority-wise? Me, I think. Yeah. yeah. That's right. It's your 10th we year. We started the same year, and I took two years off to do a couple other shows, but I just keep coming back. Yeah. I keep bringing them back yeah, in. Yeah, it's my 10th year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Brandon, how many years are uh, you as George Bailey? Uh, it is my sixth year performing the role but i started seven years ago i also took a year off but uh yeah. can't quit it yeah and <laughs> three years for me yeah audrey yeah, started, and I started in the yeah. pandemic so my uh. first time doing the show was on zoom <laughs> oh, oh you, yeah. that's when you were doing the show virtually I yeah. Yeah. yeah we were doing it live yeah, it was on a zoom. really that's surreal crazy. way to enter bedford falls <laughs> <laughs> or bedford falls entered our house is yeah. probably yeah, a better, way to, yeah. 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 A better yeah. way to say it how crazy um, the, the official opening of the show uh, is today. Is today, today. three hours. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful wow. life yeah. li- uh, live in Chicago at, at the Chopin Theater yeah. this year. Lovely theater, um, and uh, pretty much done uh, the same way. Yeah, you know, we every year is a little bit different, but um, people come back year after year because it is such a lovely tradition. We had a group in the house last night that they've been coming for seven years. Uh, there was a night uh, one of the kids was celebrating his nineteenth birthday, and he had started coming when you know he was twelve. Oh, yeah. It was very nice. sweet. Yeah, yeah it's a, nice. his and, grandma gave him a nice little shout yeah, out. They, they do audiograms, you know, so the audience can write little messages to each other. And his grandma really embarrassed him, which is always great. Yeah. <laugh> That's, cool. That's what grandma. Grandmas and uncles and aunts are so. <laughs> the best part of the holiday. Yeah. <laughs> Shame. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, what's it like for you? I mean, this is one of the most iconic uh, roles of all time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah thanks to the Jimmy Stewart uh, motion who? motion who? picture. Who? <laughs> Jimmy, who? Uh, uh, it's, it's a it's a real treat. It's a it's a gift to get to do. Uh, you know, I have such reverence for the film and for the story and and you know the themes of you know community and and taking care of your your village um it just it means a lot to me to get to do it every year and uh a lot of responsibility you don't want to you know impersonate the great jimmy stewart but right. uh, but do you also but it, when when you do an iconic role like that don't you also do you try to at least Im, you know include a little so that people because affect, it has such affectation, a i i have people have such a connection i found it's a slippery slope if you do that too much <laughs> too much yeah, right. yeah uh, it's a fine line right yeah the audience brings so much uh so much to the story they they know the film so well. a lot of them know the film so well right. that they can kind of fill in those gaps um our director wendy whiteside kind of encouraged me my first year to 
not watch the movie. Uh-huh. Don't do anything. Uh-huh. Um, Wait, had you not seen the movie? Oh no, my grandfather you? showed it to me. I'd seen it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I, I love. No, I, love I haven't the film. seen it since we started doing it. Wow. I haven't watched. it. I collect the Bedford because, Falls because you don't want to be affected by it. Oh, it's just like ugh, I've seen it so many times. No, you're so ready. Sick of mine for Pee Wee Herman. I don't have to see it, Dottie. No, but there is something. Yeah, there's something to bring in. I think Brandon does such a beautiful job yeah. of oh, inhabiting the character and the lines are so iconic and we have right. so many of those lines that you hear the cadence in your head right. um, but yeah he has like that touch of that like kind of era. nostalgic era yeah. he does a really lovely job oh, I mean to be a, the 19 year old last night actually came up to me because oh. he was speaking with other people and he was like I have been coming here for six years or seven years I guess and he said I can't watch the movie anymore without recasting Jimmy Stewart as Brandon oh wow, <laughs> wow. No, I won't. I won't. <laughs> but there is one line where I, I, I have a hard time not sounding like Jimmy Stewart. And, and he's when he's talking to Mr. Potter about how Potter saved the town during the Great yeah. Depression. And he says, well, I saved everything else. And I say, well, most people say he stole everything else. <laughs> it's, it's hard to not. Yeah, that that's stole. That <laughs> stole. The yeah. suckers. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, little, uh, the, they're going to do a couple of scenes for us here when we come back from the break it's a wonderful life live in chicago is at the uh, chopin theater this year which is 1543 west division street tickets at americanbluestheater.com or by calling 773-654-3103 we'll be right back with more from it's a wonderful life live in chicago we have uh, dara cameron here today as violet brandon dahlquist as george bailey audra billings as mary bailey Michael Mahler, their uh, musical uh, director, here with us as well. And uh, what scene are you guys going to do for us, sir? We have um, the scene that ends sort of the first act, or the first third of our show, um, and it's we call it the phone call scene, which you'll oh. see why. Um, Mike plays Sam Wainwright <laughs> calling in. Hee-haw. Hee-haw, Hee-haw. Sam Hee-haw. Wainwright calling in, um, and it's sort of right before Mary and George fall in love. You know that we get to see their love blossom. And here, I get to be an annoying mom. Here they are from. It's a wonderful life live in Chicago. Hello, Sam. How are you? Oh, great. Gee, it's good to hear your voice again. You know, it's rude to talk on the phone when you have a guest over. Oh, well, that's awfully sweet of you, Sam. You know, it's rude to There's talk on the phone. There's an old friend of yours here, George Bailey. Old Mossback George? Yes, old Mossback George. Hee-haw! Well, put him on. I'll talk to him, too. Wait a minute. I'll call him. George! Oh, he doesn't want to speak to George, you idiot! He does so. He asked for him. George, Sam wants to speak to you. Oh, well, hello, Sam. Well, George Bailiofsky, fine pal you are, trying to steal my girl. You know, what do you mean? I, nobody's trying to steal anybody's girl. Now, now, here's Mary. No, wait a minute. I want to talk to both of you. Tell Mary to get on the extension. He says to get on the extension? Mother's on the extension. I am. I am not. We can both hear. Come here, George. We're listening, Sam. I have a big deal coming up that's going to make us all rich. George, remember when you told me about making plastics out of soybeans? Huh? Uh, yeah, 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 soybeans, yeah. Well, Dad snapped up the idea. He's going to build a factory outside of Rochester. How do you like that? Rochester? You know, why Rochester? You know, why, why not right here? No, say, you 
you remember the old tool and machinery works? You tell your father he could get that place for a song. Well, well, and all the labor he wants, too. You know, half this town was thrown out of work when they closed it down. That's so? That sounds great! Oh, baby, I knew you'd come through. I may have a job for you, George. That is, unless you're still married to the old broken-down building and loan. Hey, Mary? I'm here. You tell that guy I'm giving him the chance of a lifetime, you hear? He says it's the chance of a lifetime. Here, hang that thing up. Now you listen to me, Mary. I don't want any plastics. And I don't want any help. And I don't want to get married ever. To anyone. Do you understand that? I, I want to do what I want to do. And you're not going to... And you're not going to... George? Oh, Mary. George. You're just getting steamy there. <laughs> it's a wonderful life after dark. <laughs> To transpire, it's got a, a rating on the show. show. It's yeah. a family show. It's G rated. Very yeah. kid friendly. Yeah. Although George has to lasso storks. Yep. So. That's, right. That's, right. That's right. So, you guys do, uh, I mean, it's a real holiday experience for people to come here. You also do like uh, songs, yeah. Christmas songs. Yeah, before the show, we like kind of warm up the audience, you know, inviting them into our, our studio, and, yeah. and we have carols that we sing together and quiz shows, and it's a, it's a whole experience. Yeah, here. you got a little sample of that? For Absolutely. Us? Yeah, this is the song that we sing together uh, at the top of the show to make sure the microphones are all warmed up and working. <laughs> so here we go. Snow. 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 It won't be long before we'll all be there with snow. Snow. I want to wash my hands, my face, my hair with Snow. Snow, I long to clear a path and lift a spade of snow. Snow, to see a great big man entirely made of snow. Snow, where it's snowing all winter through, that's where I want to be. Snowball throwing, that's what I'll do. I'm longing to ski through the snow. Those glistening houses that seem to be built of snow. Snow, oh, to see a mountain covered with a quilt of snow. What is Christmas with no snow? No white Christmas with no no snow. Snow, snow. I'll wash my hair with snow And with a spade of snow I'll build a man that's made of snow I'd like to stay up with you But I recommend a little shut I go to sleep And dream of snow From White Christmas. <laughs> I don't know if you're uh, not uh, channeling Jimmy Stewart, but you're definitely channeling a little Bing Crosby. Bing. Well, that, well, that's from White Christmas. Christmas. That's, that's the OG for me. <laughs> I love Der Bingle. Der Bingle. No doubt about it. Der Bingle. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Uh, this uh, show is just so much fun uh, to see for a variety of reasons. Uh, it is at the... Um, 
Chopin. Chopin Theater this year. You're going to have your own theater next year, right? That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Construction yeah. is already underway. We're, yeah. we're raising the remaining funds, and Good. we're so excited to move into our new permanent home next year. It's That's going to be fantastic. But in the meantime, the Chopin's a great uh, spot. 1543 West Division in Chicago. It's running through December 23rd, starting today. And uh, you can get tickets at 773-654-3103. Or if you go to AmericanBluesTheater.com, you can get uh, more information as well. Now, it's always been tradition, uh, Brandon, that you and I do. Uh, <laughs> That's my big moment, Dean. My favorite, my, uh, my favorite scene uh, together where I get to play Mr. Potter and say my favorite uh, line uh from the play but mm. since elton jim is here today oh and he has actually played mr potter i have played oh. mr potter in okay. previous wow. previous productions oh of, so we're gonna do this it's like the multiverse here wow. of, of it's a wonderful life so i'm gonna pass the uh potter baton wow. over oh, to right. elton jim this is a big moment to join uh oh, it's basically just that one line though it's basically. <laughs> what do you What do you want a starring role? <laughs> it's the best line. A little lead in. The best line of the whole. No, thing. no, okay. It's a heck of a line, though. That is. All right, guys, close us out. All right. Well, I'm going home, Bert. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Bedford Falls. Oh, Merry Christmas, you wonderful old building and loan. Hey, Merry Christmas, Mr. Potter. And Happy New Year to you. In jail! It's my favorite line. (laughs) (laughs) I have goosebumps right now. No notes. Our theater uh, segment sponsored by Chicago Symphony Orchestra's Cantelier Christmas.